quiz again. I'm not sure that this is interesting to any of our listeners. I think the saga of the family quiz is very important. <laughs> given it was my turn to do the questions. And I really did try to think of things that you might not know. So a question about famed TV sitcom of the 80s. Hello, hello, for example. Did you get that question right? I got it right, but it was a guess. I knew, I knew Renee's wife wasn't Michelle or Mimi, so it was between Eva. Yvette. No, that... Yes, oh, you've right. said this to me before. Yvette you said or... this before. Eva was an answer on another question. Okay, what was the, what was the other Yvette, person? These are all people who were actually in Hello, Hello. Yeah, who was the so, fourth one? Edith. Edith. Which is the right answer. Oh, right. I still wouldn't, yeah. Oh, Mark, your knowledge of Hello, Hello is really <laughs> upsetting me. We'll put it on date night, like three episodes of a low low. I really don't think I could do that. Although, you know, on a low low podcast, I would listen to that. <laughs> it probably, it doesn't start, it's not going to stand up well, is it now? But yeah, let's not go I mean, there. we once listened to a Goodnight Sweetheart podcast. We did. We've listened to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> we have, yeah, our podcast knowledge goes deep I think into the fact if it, I think the fact if it doesn't stand up. Um, it's better. Yeah, it, yeah. There's more to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one wants to do a podcast about a really funny program. You want to do things about that's a little bit inappropriate. Is, is this you um, working your way up to the Naked Gun, which is our date night film tonight? <laughs> I, th- I think if you go in with an open mind, you will like the Naked okay. Gun. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've had pizza, and that has put me in a in a greater state of mind than I was half an you hour ago. You can have ago. a drink. <laughs> no, no, just the pizza will do. Okay. Yeah. We've got cake um, as well. Oh, we've got cake. Oh, God, we've got cake as well. Oh, I'm so happy. I'll just eat cake. I'll be fine. For it were my birthday. Yes, and... it was. It's your birth- yes. It's the end of your birthday week. It's the end of my birthday weekend, yes. Oh. Mm. I mean, we've still got the uh, the cards up, and we've still got your lovely happy birthday mark sign, Yes. which Blake made for you. No, he didn't. It's true. But, you know, we can think of it that he might have done. <laughs> no, I didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> Yeah, how you feel old? No, I feel the same. Yeah, just the same? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing different? No. No? No, nothing the same. Although getting trapped in a park. Oh, um don't. So we went out for a little walk around our local, uh, some woods nearby. Yeah. And like we didn't... big country park, was When it? we got yeah. there, we realised you had, your phone was playing up. Yes. You've had to get a new phone this week because, yeah, yeah anyway. That's a different story. Yeah, that's a different um, story. And uh, my phone had very little battery and we needed it to find our way home. So it's a really good thing when you've got a premature baby who's been in hospital for quite a long period of time, came home on oxygen, and you're quite, you know, you're very, very meticulous about the way that you do things in the house and everything, being on lockdown for a long time, just starting to go back out again, and both parents <laughs> have malfunctioning technology. Yeah. Brilliant. So we got lost. Not so much lost. We followed a path. No, we did follow. I mean, we did follow a path. We followed the path mm. that said not steps. There but was there was. Signs. I think at some point we we ventured onto the steps path without. I just don't see. Well, I mean, you know my sense of direction. We did. That's exactly what we did. Okay. Um, but we we picked the route that said go this way, people yeah. with a buggy. Don't go that way. Yeah, but it was about three miles later I that know, we. Yeah. We were so anyway. I had I nearly fell down some mud bank trying to carry uh, trying to push the pram up. Yes. Uh, then we had to carry the then pram. Then we had to carry the pram and the baby separately. Yes, up some steps. It was not good. Like about three flights of stairs. Yeah. 
Happy, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. I did at one point and I was like, if I have to make a choice. I just kept saying to you, I've got him, it's fine. Yeah. In a sort of like, if you fall down into the ravine below, it'll be okay. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that is fair. That is yeah. fine. I would much that prefer you... That was the choice you, I had made at that point. I would prefer you saved Blake than yeah. saved me. I did have a moment of like, which, right, that one. <laughs> he'll be fine. Even if he ends up like in some water somewhere, he can swim. Yes. And he's not in a buggy hurtling towards mm. the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all fine, though, in the end. It was a little bit hairy, but it was all fine. And then, of course, when we got to the top of the hill, there was a stile. Of course yeah. there was. Of course there was. So we ended up taking him out of the buggy again. Yeah. It's... Putting him over the stile. Yeah, it's great. This is why you don't go. <laughs> this is why, you, go why you don't go to new places. This is why you don't go out, Mark. This yeah. is it. Just stay in. That's it. Stay in, get pizza and cake, cake. and watch the naked gun. <laughs> Yeah, fun life. Anyway, I think we'd best get on to TV pretty sharpish this week because it's Hamilton week and we've got a lot to say about Hamilton, I reckon. Yeah, should yeah. we go? Yes. Watching television, watching television. Hamilton. Will, I get, will we get sued if I start singing the songs in this? Cause, uh... Please sing the songs. Any more? Uh, no, I think, we, I is, think we're is that it? pushing it with PRS claim. That's the one that you've been doing the most of today. Yes. Just for everyone at home, Mark hasn't stopped singing the songs of Hamilton. Like, all last night mm. and then all of today. So much so that I've started singing them and then getting really annoyed that I'm doing it. And it's that bit, yeah. it's that bit that you've just sang that we mm. both... I sang it to Blake this afternoon, yeah. just without even realising it. I sang it and I was trying to get to sleep. It's <gasps> just mad. So, Disney pays $75 million for a recorded version of the stage production of Hamilton. Should we explain what Hamilton is? Well, it's funny you should say that, Mark, because I came to Hamilton really not knowing very much at all and I wondered this afternoon I was thinking about what I was going to say about it whether we should really go into too much detail because I re I mean I knew it was about a man called Hamilton and that was essentially where I was at oh wow I don't really want to go too much further than that because I had I got so much out of not knowing anything okay I think we can peek behind the curtain a little bit okay yeah you control so it then. this is a i've got a question regarding this mm. this is a musical yes is it a musical because i think technically it's an opera oh i mean i don't have the knowledge to be able to like even give a from my from my understanding an opera although you stylize that as someone la 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 mm, mm-hmm. is an opera is something where there is no spoken word at all. It's all done it's, through music. Yeah. Whereas a musical is someone where they have conversations and then interspersed it with songs. Yeah. I think okay. it's more of an opera than a modern opera. That than makes a, more sense then because yeah. I've just watched the beginning of it again, mm. and as soon as the first person comes on a stage, yeah. Um, that was my tummy actually. Oh. <laughs> Mark, Mark thought the baby monitor was on, but actually it's the sound coming from my stomach. Because you got Because I've got half a pizza in. Yeah, so panic not. <laughs> it's just me. But thanks for checking. <laughs> but yeah, um, as soon as someone comes on stage, they are... Um, it's it's rap, isn't it? Yeah, it's hip-hop, it's rap. Yeah. It's uh, R&B music. Yeah. yeah. It's so mm. lyrical. It's... Mm. 
every word has a movement attached to it. Every word has a sound attached to it. Mm. And it, so I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say mm. it's someone who is a key part of the American independence, mm-hmm. uh, one of the founding fathers, but who isn't necessarily a headline player. Or perhaps has been forgotten? No, I, I don't think he's necessarily been forgotten. I think he's, no, I don't think he's sort of common knowledge, but I don't think he's necessarily been forgotten. Right, okay. Uh, he, he has studied American history. See, my American history is so poor. But well, yeah, well, he's not necessarily, if you were an American school child learning about the Declaration, learning about independence, mm. you would learn about Alexander Hamilton. Did you ever do no, um, no. the, the um, revolution? No, not at all. No, no neither did uh, but I. When I first heard of Hamilton, I didn't know who Alexander Hamilton okay. was. And isn't that the point, actually, yeah. that, yeah, uh, we, I don't don't, think... we don't know yeah. okay. that much about it, yeah. perhaps. It is colourblind casting, mm. so every person of the cast is, per- is a person of colour in this version, mm. which is it's a recording of the original Broadway cast, of which they won all the Tonys that all year. All the awards, yeah. So you have Thomas Jefferson is a... African American with wild hair. He's amazing. Yeah, I I love it. He's mm. played by someone called David Diggs, which I looked up while we were watching this. Yeah, and he is an actual like rapper because I think a lot of the people are stage performers. Yes, and he is more of a, a man of many uh, talents, and he's an actual recording artist in his own right. Yes, um, I don't know very much about him. I'm sure other people know loads about mm. him, but he, I think, is. The, the way he moves across the stage is yeah. just amazing. Sorry, carry on. So, it was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Who broke through with In the Heights? Is in that the Heights. It? Yeah. Oh, which, in, no, yeah. that's Into the Woods, Wood, I'm thinking. Yeah. In the Heights. In the yeah. Heights, which, of which there is a film coming out at some of point there is. soon. Um, of there is. This year. And like you said, Disney have paid the money. Yeah. They originally announced it was going to go to cinemas next yes. year. But yeah. they have brought this forward for reasons unknown. Well, they've brought it forward for lockdown, I think. They brought it forward for the 4th of July weekend. And I think people are crying out for... They're crying out for this. I mean, the social media surrounding Hamilton, when we were included, we put something on our Instagram and we were including in the, in the Hamilton story, <laughs> put it in air quotes, yeah. where... You know, you couldn't even look to see where ours came up on the story because yeah. it was every second someone was adding mm. to it. And I think it's it's still a very in-demand production. Mm. Uh, you can't just... So quite often, if we're in London, we will look for a musical ticket. Absolutely, yeah. Whereas you can't with this. You need to mm. enter a ballot for specific days and then work around that. It helped West the West End have its best ever year last year. Yeah. It's still very big on Broadway. Mm. Um, it's, it, it's a phenomenon... Whilst not necessarily breaking through to the full... I don't think it's necessarily what Phantom of the Opera was in the 80s. Okay. In the Phantom of the Opera, I don't... Because I didn't know any of the songs yeah. going in. And I don't mm. think it would be possible for someone 40 years old with a relative interest in musical theatre mm. to not know the music of the night or... Well, a lot of it was in the charts, wasn't it? It was on Top of the Pops. Mm. If we think of all the Top of the Pops we watch, you know, the yeah. old school Top of the Pops we watch... A lot of it, Sarah Brightman's in this, and mm. oh, I've got Michael Crawford's in at top 20. So they all went in the charts, where I don't think the songs of Hamilton have... I mean, they may have done. They have in, they have in America. Okay. Um, they have... The soundtrack has been around the charts for a while, mm. but it didn't get any higher than sort of number 58 okay. or 60 or something like that, I looked up. So why were you doing a face then when you were saying, like, four reasons they've brought it forward? Well, I don't understand why they have brought it forward. I don't believe it's money. Um, I don't believe it should be nice to people for lockdown. I wonder if they lost confidence mm. in this becoming a hit in the theatres. 
Right, okay. Because if people are paying, you know, they're being on lists to be able to get into the show, wouldn't you go to the cinema to see it? It's easier to go to the cinema to see it. So, I agree. But I think this comes down to my whole... I, right, look, we'll come back to this at the mm-hmm. end because I think this is this ties into my thoughts on it as a whole. Okay. So, yeah. So, I take it you enjoyed it then? I did. I, I think the problem with it is that there was such a high expectation. Mm. So, I went in. It wasn't even like a 10 out of 10 expectation. I went in with, you know, probably... A hundred. You know, you're going right up there beyond any sort of, beyond any level of expectation. It was super, super, super high. And I found myself doing that thing where you've got that level of anticipation, picking it apart. You know, okay. when you're, when you're, it's so high, you can only come down. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you yeah. get what I mean? Mm. Rather than going into it afresh and thinking, wow, you know, and it building and building and me thinking, this is amazing, this is amazing. So people have got to go and see this. This is so wonderful. And we've been to so many shows where we, you know, shows that have been very, very small, you know, off the West End that have grown and grown and then other people have found out about them. This is was just so big to begin with. There wasn't anything where I could sit and go, oh, I think this is going to get better. Or I really hope this is good. I just knew it was going to be good all the, all the way through. Having said that, it's superb. There mm. is no getting away from it. It's so fresh. It's so inventive. It's so creative. And I'm not just talking about the fact that they're doing like battle rap in scenes where it's like Congress having yeah. an argument about a particular political point. Mm. It's the staging. You know, the, the staging is just superb. The cast, I mean, at one point, I think I turned to you and said, my God, that woman can sing. And yes. you can see the amount of physicality mm. that every performer has to put into every song. Yeah. There are veins sticking out of people's necks. They mm. are having to do that really deep diaphragm breathing to yeah. get words out. I thought it was absolutely superb. While I was watching it, I was thinking, could cut that song out yes. a little bit long. Not quite sure what's happening at certain points, but that's because I don't know all the lyrics in there. Um, it's hip hop, it's rap, it's it's pop. It's, it's so, very you know, quick it's as very, well. Very very quick, and there there were certain things where I thought I'm just not quite following who that person is because they utilize cast members two sometimes three times to play different people, and yes. I found it difficult to go. Well, are they the character I've known for? half the show or are they I think they've turned into someone else but I can't quite work that out and then I did okay it I just thought, took me a while I thought it was quite obvious when they didn't when right. they did that um, it wasn't to me because it for was a while it was between the intermission yeah and where everyone changed yeah but I, I just hadn't clicked yeah. with okay. me I came into it completely different to you I came into this thinking I know that this is very well thought of and a lot mm. of people who I think highly of have lauded this um a lot of the empire oh, podcast yeah. i mean kevin yeah. o'hara from empire has has been you know going on about it i it's feel a like i joke. know yeah more about hamilton from her even though i don't know anything about it absolutely absolutely but knowing the subject matter this wasn't something that interested me uh so i thought it might i thought i'd be impressed but i wouldn't and so much it wouldn't be for me I've come out this completely on the other side. The first half, the first half of it, because we watched this over two nights, because mm. it's two hours 40. It's and it's, Yeah, it's long. I thought the first half was great, 
but I thought the second half after the intermission was phenomenal. Uh, one of the best things I've ever seen mm-hmm. um, in terms of stage productions. However, I'm doing this on with the knowledge that I don't think it fully translates to screen. Yes. This makes me mean. want to go see the play, yeah. go see it live, yeah. rather than totally. watch this again. Do you feel it was the direction that was where I came in? Uh, we started off being in the audience. That's how we were positioned. We could see the whole of the stage mm. and we were stationary as we would be in a seat. You could hear the people yelling and sort of getting excited. You could hear, feel the buzz of the theatre, yeah. which, you know, you know that feeling. You know the smell mm. of the theatre and the buzz of it. And then they started doing arty shots where they were circling round characters and going in for um, close-ups. And I was like, I don't need that. I want to see the stage as you would have seen it. I don't think that would. I don't think that sells for seventy-five million. To be perfectly honest, mm. um, I no, I. But then you've got this hybrid of you're in the you're in the, the seats for some of it, you're on the stage for some of it, and I think it jars. I didn't find that jarring. Okay. Um, I found it I found it distracting in the fact that this is clearly not one performance which is filmed. I mean, clearly they've done they do this every night, um, this every night and sold out every night, so they're, they're not bad performers. But it did take something away to find that it was edited together. Mm-hmm. Having said that, there is you can see the conductor um, when the guy who plays George Washington, who I'm going to name because he was absolutely phenomenal, it's, it's Chris Christopher Jackson. Jackson, Chris Jackson, when he is doing his big song and it ends on a huge note, to the mm. point where you said, is this his last night or something? Yeah, I really felt it. there was you, something there. You can see the hand of the conductor come up to stop him. Um, it is like being in the being in the theatre for a long time, but just without that atmosphere yeah. and that feel of, I'm seeing this, I'm experiencing yes. this. And being able to see, the, the reason I sort of, pulled in on the direction is I like to be able to see but you know I don't necessarily concentrate on who's singing in the middle of the stage all the time yeah. I like to look at the background I like to look at them shifting the materials <laughs> you know I like to yes. see I like the stagecraft mm. so I really like to see someone come out of the wings grab onto a bit of a, a ladder pull it round it's going to become something else in a minute yeah and on in Hamilton in particular, it's really simple staging, or it look at least it looks simple, it isn't. It yeah. looks simplistic, but they've got a revolving floor. Mm. You know, reminds me of the uh, t- the old Tuxedo Royale down, or the Tuxedo Princess, as you might know it, down near the floating nightclub. Um, I was never here when that was there. I know, but that's what it reminds me of. Uh, well, it reminds me of Planet Earth in Hull. Does that have what... a rotating dance floor Yeah, as it's well. where I spent my 18th birthday. Oh, see? Or as it was known at the time, Planet Girth. I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Let's go back to our really highbrow conversation of yeah. Hamilton. But yeah, that's what I missed about it. I mm. miss being able to smell the theatre and to, um, to see the things going on in the background. Yeah. So... One comment I would have is, I think there is one actor which stands out as being poorer than the rest. Okay, that's interesting because I've got that as well. And I think this might be blasphemy. Yes, I feel quite bad about saying this. I think we're on the same page. Lin-Manuel Miranda is not as good as the rest of the cast. I know. Obviously he wrote it and and I'm getting the feeling I'm fully happy to count him as a genius having seen clearly, this clearly. Uh, having written this from scratch and i don't think he's going to care about our opinion to no be fair. no i suspect he is with but, his millions of dollars and worldwide respect yeah 
and and the skill and yeah. this, he clearly has and I was thinking about this earlier I was like you can't say you can't criticize him because his performance is so full of skill I'd never be able to do anything that he does he's on stage the entire time he's performing he's in it you know but sometimes when he's overwrought mm. with grief or anger or despair he's really overwrought with yes. grief anger and despair and it doesn't quite ring true mm. sometimes i don't know if you felt like this i felt he was a little bit whiny i'm whispering now because i realize it is blasphemous yeah but i just felt he was a bit whiny yeah. and there was another point where <laughs> i like to, we, we turned to each other didn't we and we were sort of commenting on the fact that he gets to be amorous with a number of uh, characters in the in the show. Yeah. And you said to me, oh, it's re- really good, isn't it? You just write this show, you write yourself in the main part, yeah. and uh, this is what you can this is what you can do. So I expect my play to be out in twenty twenty two. Gregerson. <laughs> but yeah, I just I for a man who was having. Clear Alexander Hamilton was having these was having rom- romance in his life. I'm not going to go too much of it. He yes. had romance in his life. I didn't necessarily feel that Hamilton, as he was played by uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, mm. had that charisma. Yeah, had I that charm. Totally agree. I'm I'm not convinced that certain characters that might have said you know like I was struck by seeing him. Mm. I didn't feel that he was being portrayed as someone who could go into a room and suddenly be the centre of attention. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that. It's so hard though, isn't it? Mm. Because he's clearly, like he is a genius, isn't he? Yes. He clearly is. Mm. But I wonder if he's more, I mean, I'm not giving him advice, but is he more suited to being production, to being direction, to writing? He clearly can sing. He clearly can act. But the other people on the stage outshone him i think this is probably just the case of he managed to find the perfect storm of casting mm. in this i mean i'm just gonna like so philippa sue and renee elise goldberry as the two female oh, leads I mean, are phenomenal i've never seen anything Singing, like it acting rapping yeah. yeah everything about it doing full-on pop pop numbers doing soul numbers doing Doing everything, every genre. Yeah, Leslie Odom Jr., mm. who is almost is almost the lead in this. Well, he's it, like the, the narrator. Rita, yeah, he's holding it all together. Mm. It's an understated performance compared it to is. many of the others. It is, but it doesn't work without him. Yeah. His acting, David Diggs, we've already spoke about. Yeah. Jonathan Groff, who's the only person I knew going into this because <laughs> yeah. he's Jesse St. James oh, in Glee. You and Glee. Mark had to show me just to, you know peek behind the curtain when we worked out it was Jonathan Groff playing one of the roles. Mark then decided it was perfect time to get his laptop out mm. and show me on YouTube a uh, a clip from Glee with Jonathan Groff in. But Jonathan Groff plays King George the Third. Yeah. Who comes on and kind of breaks up the action at certain points. Mm. His songs are probably the most, they are the most musical West yes. End yeah. songs. And he's having a wonderful time. Yeah. But that role is perfect for anyone who really mm. wants to go for it. 
Chris Jackson, who I was kind of like, oh, he's, he's doing a good job. And then his final song just yeah. blew me away. And I've, now I've watched it back, the start of it a bit, you don't realise that certain cast members are on the stage right from the beginning. And you yeah. can sit and then I think it really does. And I, we spoke about this earlier, didn't we? Before we came on the podcast, we said, oh, some people had already watched it twice. And yeah. you said to me that you were thinking about putting it on this morning, but instead mm. you listened to the, the, the soundtrack. soundtrack. I think this really begs to be played again, to be watched again, to pick things up. I would rather listen to it. I'd rather see it live. Okay. In the inevitable nationwide tour that's going to happen yeah. and they will sell out. And the inevitable film, which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> will it translate to film? No. It'll be like Les Mays all over again. Mm. It's, oh, it'll be Cats. I mean, Les Mis was successful at least. Cats was not. <laughs> I just, I'm not sure any of, the, I think theatre is just such a beautiful medium. Mm. And this was written for theatre. It wasn't written for film. Yeah. And I think there is a, there is a real difference between celluloid and theatre. Mm. You know, I was thinking about, it's the 10, 10 year anniversary of Inception and I was listening to a couple of podcasts um, about that. And thinking you know that's not that wasn't made for stage that was made for film you know yeah. and with all the the graphics and everything like that was going on this was made for theater and i just don't think it it will translate but i might be completely wrong because i'm not a genius like lin-manuel miranda so it's on disney plus now yeah anyone can watch it go and watch it yeah it's amazing i think it's such an interesting way of telling history and telling a story and that's a real, it's a theme through it, isn't it? Who tells the narrative? Mm. How do we learn about people? I think when when we talk about um, hip-hop and R&B and stuff like that, so it's not it's not necessarily music that I would necessarily listen to. Um, this kind of replaces in my mind something, and this is going to be, you, I, I, you're going to roll your face at this. Okay. I'm a big fan of something which has now been disgraced, so I'm not allowed to... <laughs> I don't feel comfortable playing it anymore. Mm. But Trapped in the Closet by R. Kelly, oh, I really enjoyed. Mark, I'm not rolling my face, I'm running away. That's a really, really... It was, it was you really are not clever. Gonna, you're not going to compare Hamilton with R. Kelly. No, it's far more impressive, the... but... I mean... I don't think you can even speak about that show now. The way, not that show, the, the way the, the story is told, with the vocalizations and the, it's not that far off. When you listen to the, you listen to the. You vo- know what? I think this is because you like things like Glee. You like things like the spoken. I mean, you showed me a clip from Community as well, where they do a Glee ripoff. Yes. I think you just like. I don't think it's any, anything about sort of like the R. Kelly thing. I think it's. I think you like that style of spoken... Yes. Telling a tale through music. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Because I don't think you can compare Trapped in the Closet with with this. I think that's quite offensive. I... Do you you even see it? No, but I... I, Look, I think it's the... I just don't... Yeah. Something tells me that it's completely and utterly wrong. Like, there's something really wrong about it. No, no, no. I mean, there's a lot wrong with R. Kelly. And obviously, I'm putting him to one side, but I I got the feeling that it was very offensive. No, it's it's not at all. Okay. There is one plot point which probably doesn't hold up nowadays and uses language to describe somebody that you wouldn't necessarily use and it's not what you're thinking of. Okay. But it is... 
I, I want to show you it, and you're never going to watch it. So I'm it's never going to watch. Yeah, I'm but not watching the way that by people that vocalise over the music is very similar to Hamilton. Okay, and I think that's what you're thinking of. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to dig yeah. you out of this now. <laughs> like... No, 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 it's nothing. <laughs> nothing to be dig, dig out at all. I, I, I really liked Trapped in the Closet until it became problematic. Okay. What, what else have we been watching? I'm just thinking, what else have we watched? Because Hamilton was such a big, a big thing for us this week. So. Oh. Watch the end of watch the finale of Glow Up. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Yes. Because we don't often come back to things. We sort of let them go and and then they end and we don't sort of have a mm. bit of a roundup. But yeah, a few episodes ago we spoke about the BBC Three makeup show called Glow Up, yeah. which is hosted by Stacey Dooley and it's very much in the style of Great British Bake Off, Great British Sewing Bee, all the other Great, Great British balloon models yeah. glow up. <laughs> I think it essentially could be called Great British Makeup Show. It's it, yeah, exactly it the same format. But it's probably a different production company. Well, it probably is. That would mm. be right. Um, so we talked about it last time. It was something that we were watching at, over lunch. It was a bit of a throwaway show. You were essentially ignoring it. I think at the time you said that it was something that you... It, you said. I think you said it, it wasn't for you. No. It wasn't aimed at you. So I want to address this. Okay. So... I, I've been back and I've listened to what I said at the time, mm-hmm. and I said it was a world that I didn't feel welcome in. Right. I want to. I want to say I was one hundred and ten percent wrong about that. That was me judging the people based on their art school look, and I was trying to be smug and everything like that. They all charmed me over this just by you watching it in the background, and I was wrong. And yeah, I think it's time to hold my hands up and just <laughs> admit that by the end of it, I was invested in this. You're a tear every now and again. Yeah, I didn't care. I don't care about the makeup, mm. um, but these are people with their own personalities and stories going through. It's like any good reality TV show where the actual task that they're doing is almost secondary compared to the the journey that they make and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I had my little favorite. Um, yes, Mark's favorite was Eve. Yeah, who was absolutely wonderful. And who at the end, she got something like an eight-page spread with ranking or something like that. It was the fact she was from a... She worked in a salon, didn't yeah. she? She was incredibly personable. She, mm. she It's the sort of person I would go to on a, on a night out and like say, could you do my makeup for a night out? And you know it'd be beautiful or wedding makeup. Mm. Um, and she had such a... Uh, she wasn't taking she was taking it seriously but she wasn't taking it so seriously that you sort of going oh okay she wanted to learn and a lot of the Mm. time she said look I'm just here to learn I want to be better at what I'm doing and I want to do this as as a living she did really well on the Strictly Come Dancing week so there's two parts to each show there's an like an industry assignment where they go out to like a show or a TV show or a model shoot or something like that and they're given a task to do and every week on that, she nailed it. Absolutely. She was the best one yeah, where she was just given a brief things. and had to do things. And then the second part is where they have to design something. And I think she just overthought things every week. And, and... I think that is much more art school as well, the second half. Yes. It's working with clay and putty mm. and ball caps. And the people who had done that, who were um, who were artists in inverted quote, you know, who, um, who'd been to art school, they were had been doing this over and over again and it's not to say that what she did was rubbish yeah it was just up against the other people who had been working with those materials mm. week in week out and that's all they would do and they would do these really quite gruesome looks sometimes it's just hers didn't necessarily work in yeah. 
um, comparison to theirs. But that's not to say that what she didn't do was very talented because, mm. you know, it, it was really creative and good. Um, and we really got behind her after, for the last few episodes, didn't we? And every yeah. time she did something really well, we were like feeling quite parental and like yeah. having a bit of a cry. Going, oh, she's doing so well and she's winning all these challenges. Um, and then she inevitably messed it up in a yeah, second yeah, round. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I think this is where I have a problem with Glow Up. For so, something that's about makeup, I don't think it knows whereabouts in the makeup industry it wants to be. Now, mm. this is not necessarily a problem. If they're saying, if you're in the makeup industry, you've got to be able to, to work with putty, you've got to be able to work with latex, and then also you've got to do a smoky eye on a Friday night. That's fine. But I, I, my feeling is that you probably specialise and you're not, doing a ghoulish makeup on a Monday and then Tuesday you're doing bridal. Absolutely. That's my yeah. feeling. I don't know anything mm. about it, but that's my feeling with it. So my, my issue with it was that it focuses so, so much on make someone look like a Pokemon, make someone look <laughs> like they're, they're your superhero, your, they're the manifestation of your superpower and you have to tell your story through them. You know... All of those those challenges that were incredibly creative were really interesting to look at, but just got a bit boring over time. The thing that I would love them to do is to concentrate on the way that makeup can transform people. So what I'd really like them to do, and speaking from experience of someone who'd... I've had hormonal acne all the way through my teens, all the way through my 20s. It's only sort of gone away since I got pregnant, essentially. Yeah. That's what, you know, it's, it's you know coming back now, good old mm-hmm. hormones. But I had really, really bad hormonal, hormonal acne. And it was, you know, across my, the whole of my face, down my back, had all sorts of drugs that I took for it. I would love to be able for them to take people who have maybe had... Um, acne or acne scarring and show how makeup can um, can enhance someone who has got something like, you know, I would have loved someone to come along and say, here is some makeup that's not going to cover you, it's not going to make you, mm. in inverted commas, look better. Because, you know, there's nothing wrong with how people look, but this is how makeup can be used. I think that I think that would be a really, really good and positive way to do it. I think from a practical point of view, mm-hmm. you want to be starting from a level playing field mm-hmm. and you're not going to find two people with the same amount I of know. scarring over. I and I think that's probably why. But, yeah, I mean, look, I, mean, th- I don't hear anyone talking about this apart from us. Yeah, I know. Uh, so maybe this won't get a third series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I'd be interested in going back and watching the first one now. Okay. Because um, I, th- I think it's essentially exactly the same. Yeah. And yeah. I do, I wonder how, you know, does it have, I mean, the guest judges that they have on, that's how they give it legs. The fact that they went into the Strictly Come Dancing studios and did the Strictly Come Dancing makeup, that gives it something different. Yeah. They're working with Rankin, you know, mm. one of the most famous photographers in the world. Fine. But, yeah, I just don't know how much more of this they could do. I'm really pleased for all the people who are on it, who, they're all on Instagram. Yeah. And they will, you know, I hope they will really do well mm. out, out of this because they're all very young. They're all at the start of their career. And you would hope that this would give them a platform to, to to sort of go go forward. Is there much of a platform for celebrity makeup artists? Oh yeah. Unless you've huge. got your, but I know people who have their own range of stuff. Mm. But as people who are makeup artists, is there necessarily? Yeah, I mean, on Instagram, there there are hundreds. Okay, hundreds yeah, I suppose that's yeah. all having their own unique. You know, I mean, you know, when I'm sitting watching these videos of people chatting away and 
putting things up at the screen. That's what I'm doing. I'm looking at the makeup artists. They don't have their own range, but they're showing how to use the makeup okay. to enhance people's natural features. Okay. And that's the ones that I go for, the people who they're not trying to sculpt you in your face to look like someone else. Mm. They're just trying to enhance what's already there. Okay, yeah. You've watched something by yourself this week, haven't you? Because you said you wanted to talk about something that has numbers in and I can't remember <laughs> what it means. 7,500. Okay. Do you know anything about this? No. You've told me about it and I can't remember anything. Right, so this is a Amazon original film. Um, it... An Amazon original? Oh, yes. okay, so not a Netflix. No, no. So I think it was, it did the festival rounds. Um, I think Amazon bought into it quite early. I suspect it probably was going to have a small theatrical run uh, this year, but times have changed and so it was put on amazon prime um it was released in germany over christmas because uh, it's a german production um it is kind of a thriller i would say um basically the thing is it is a pilot and a first mate on a um on an airplane a commercial airline flying from berlin to paris we meet them we are in the cockpit the entire time including when terrorists try and take over the plane and the whole film takes place in the cockpit with the pilot trying to react basically the terrorists run whilst the one of the stewardesses is coming in to deliver the food they run there's a fight there's a scuffle they have weapons that they have made and it ends up with one terrorist unconscious in the cockpit uh, both the pilot and the first captain injured and we can see outside because there is a camera that shows you what is going on in the main cabin. Right, okay, so you can still see outside of the cabin. Yes. Right, okay, through, so you're not just... Yeah, yeah okay. through this. And that's used as a method to yeah. sort of see what's going on. They can communicate with them, but we don't necessarily go out there as mm-hmm. the camera. What's the reference to 7500 then? Is that the... 7500 is the call sign oh, okay. that is used right. um, when... When a terrorist takeover oh, okay. has happened right. on board, mm-hmm. um, the the star of this is the first mate, who is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, oh right, okay, that is not what I thought you. Were no, say. I thought you could say an unknown. Right, okay. Um, I don't know what's happened to Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the past few years because no, I've right. not seen him in much. I don't. I'm just thinking he's... In, 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 in the Inception. Yeah, which I was spoke about earlier. He's producing so much. Mm. He's doing so much. Uh, but he was, yeah, he was um, Robin in Nolan's Batman. Yeah. And then he did a fifty-fifty was around that time. Yeah, yeah. And Don Juan is that one that he directed, Possibly. I think. Yeah, and then he's kind together. of disappeared. Whether yeah. he's just enjoying life. Yeah. I mean, this is a very small production, obviously, because okay. it's just one set. This is far better than it has any right to be. It it could very well go down the um, paranormal activity, amateur dramatics, but I was try- it, it didn't go necessarily the way that I thought it was going to. Um, yeah, it. I really enjoyed this, and for something that's just on there, like I say, I've I think I've said plenty of times, I'm itching for stuff to watch. Um, I really enjoyed it. I watched it in one sitting. Just it's ninety odd minutes. I was just about to say how long. Yeah, is it? it's, it's really short. short. Yeah, absolutely, it? Yeah. because it they can't string this out for no. too long. And actually, I thought something happens that I thought would happen at the end, sort of halfway through, and I was kind of like. Oh, are we finished? No, okay, right, no, this has got some place to go, and then, yeah. My only criticism is, there is the depiction of terrorists. There is one in particular who, I think we're 20 years on from 9-11, mm. and I think it's a bit, like, 
it's a bit 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the no-name... Yeah. Um, the no-name country. Yeah. Um, he is a Muslim... He, he identifies as a Muslim, mm. and he is speaking to Allah throughout it. Right. And it's kind of yeah. yeah, it's kind of one note. And I think mm-hmm. we've I think we probably moved beyond this mm-hmm. depiction of terrorists mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I would prefer it if you had more of a backstory. Mm-hmm. However, the others are quite well written. The other terrorists that are on, on board. Mm-hmm. Um and they do have a an arc and a story and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's actually quite nice. Um What sort of time would you because I know you watch this first thing in the morning, which yeah. is not when most people want to watch a film no. to be fair. Um, but that's, you know, 4am. Yeah. Up, up we are again. Would this be sort of like your Sunday night film? Would it be a Friday night? What no, kind of... No, it's a, it's, it an, a it, it's an evening film. Right, okay. Rather. It's quite it's quite cerebral rather than action-packed. Oh, right, okay. So it's yeah. more of a thinker rather than a get your box of popcorn and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it, 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 it's, it's more... I thought it was going to be like mm. the... Like Air Force One, yeah. uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing cross punches on them <laughs> and everything like that. It's not that. It's right, okay. it's far more because everyone's injured. Like because yeah. there is a fight and everyone's injured. Yeah. So yeah. Right, um, okay. Now I understand. Yeah, it's it's worth checking out right. if if you if you've got ninety minutes to kill and just want something. It's had mixed reviews. I enjoyed it. It's a sort of high three, low four star film. So right. yeah, yeah. Well, and, it's something to yeah give a go, isn't it? You know what? It's a five star film. Though. <laughs> God, I can't cope. You know what? I can cope. I can cope because we've got cake. And that's the only <laughs> thing that's going to drive me through this. I am going to go in with, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to go in with an open mind. No, no. I really am. <laughs> I went in with a slightly open mind with Top Secret. I didn't scream and shout when you made me watch Inside Out during a really emotive week. <laughs> I'll be fine. Everything will be fine. How long is it? It's 85 minutes. Fine. Right. Look, 85 minutes of eating cake and me rolling my eyes internally and trying to smile and, yeah, I'll be fine. It'll be fine. If I end up loving this film, honestly, that my entire being will have just gone. So I'll say now, I think you could because I think it's... I think you like slapstick. You like some quite slapstick well, comedy yeah, at I times. Love, hello, hello. I yeah. love the Vicar of Dibley. Mm. But... This and this isn't so far away from that. Right, this is only one step away from that. Right. It's it's quite broad. Yeah. It's it's right. It it it. Should we just? Yes. Should, should we just, just watch, watch it? it? Should we just watch it? Let's yeah. watch it. Yeah. In this city, there's crime on every street, but one man has seen enough. He's Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Whatever scum did this, not one man on this force will rest for one minute until he's behind bars. Now let's grab a bite to eat. He's a good cop who's having a bad day. His best friend... Everyone should have a friend like you. ...is in a coma. As soon as Nordberg is better, he's welcome back at police squad. But I wouldn't wait until the last minute to fill out those organ donor cards. His girlfriend asked him to look her up. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. And his city is in the hands of a master criminal with a sinister plan. I must kill the queen. How can any police story contain this much action? This much romance? I like cops. Or this much baseball. 
starring Leslie Nielsen, a cop who's always on the alert. Mikhail Gorbachev. I knew it. Queen Elizabeth, everyone's favorite queen. Priscilla Presley, a woman who really cooks. How hot and wet do you like it? Ricardo Montalban. I'm in. Frank. You're both right. George Kennedy, the partner with an appetite for danger. O.J. Simpson, as you've never seen him before. And Reggie Jackson in his first dramatic role. In a movie so big, it had to be filmed in color. The Naked Gun, from the files of Police Squad. Hello, we finished watching Naked Gun. I know we say this every week, but I may not have much to say about The Naked Gun. Okay. I realise we'll now go on and record 40 minutes of chat about it, but I was thinking, what am I going to say about this? You can say how wrong you were. Give me your history with Naked Gun. Did you watch this when it came out at the time? So this is 1988. Right, okay. I thought it was earlier. I thought it, I think it scans earlier. I think it scans late seventies, early eighties. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I watched it probably early nineties, if not late eighties. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I had it on video. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. I feel it's the sort of thing that if you saw as a child, you would have really fond memories of. In the same way, and I'm going to make a really weird comparison as well now. In the same way that I watched Labyrinth so much as a kid, if I think you watched Labyrinth later on in life, didn't you? You watched yeah. it with me. Was it for the first time? It, and my, no, so I watched it at school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I watched it when I was at school. Um, like last day of term, someone brought in a video. We watched it. Paul Goldsmith cried when she when she fell down the well and the hands were kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. that's scary. Uh, that's all I remember about it. And then watched it with you. And uh, <laughs> we've gone into Labyrinth now, but it's that sort of thing where I've got such fond memories and I know every line and I know what's coming next. And then when you watch something as an adult for the first time, mm. it just doesn't have that resonance with you because you had all of the, you have that warm glowing feeling as a child. Yes. And it has all the memories attached to it. Mm. And I think this might be where this film comes out. Okay. Do, do you agree? That no. It, Okay. That was very strong. <laughs> Do you need some more cake? No, 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 no. I've had enough cake, thank you. And, uh, I, I can understand, I understand just... what you're saying. I think this is a better film than you thought it was going to be. I'm not entirely convinced of that, Mark. So you, you tell me what I think. Go on. So when you went to bed last, <laughs> last week after yeah. we spoke about this, you turned around to me in bed and said, I don't want to watch The Naked Gun. <laughs> In a very sincere manner. I think I was probably pulling your leg. But you, I don't think you're entirely... Um... There was probably a smidgen of truth in it. Yeah. Yeah, I would prefer to watch a historical epic than I would yeah. a comedy. And you have laughed yeah. consistently through that. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. I have. I think I was pushed along by the fact that I knew that it wasn't very long. Yeah. Things were moving very swiftly, so we weren't staying for long periods of time on a particular piece of slapstick. Yeah. 
it, the comedy was very broad. Yeah. There was some gruesome bits, actually. There was quite a lot of um, slapstick humour. There was some problematic <laughs> bits of humour. There's a lot of carry-on moments. I mean, there mm. were, I, mean I, I did like... I mean, there were some... I'm going to call them the carry-on moments. There was a moment involving a penis that did make me laugh because, you know, it's it's late on in at night, I've had too much sugar and that sort of thing. You can find hilarious. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be all, oh no, you know, po-faced and like, I, I would never find things like that funny because I do, I find it really quite, quite juvenile. And, yeah. Yeah. So the juvenile humour... I thoroughly enjoyed O.J. Simpson being, like, I'm not into violence. I don't agree with violence in any form. But there was a a poetic justice, wasn't there, to the fact that every time O.J. Simpson was on the screen, he was being, um, he was having some sort of physical, um, there was a lot of physical comedy where he was the butt of the joke, let's say. Yes, yes. I'm not, like... I'm not even worried about spoilers. It's more, you know, he's mm. been chucked off the side of a boat. He's been thrown down some stairs. There is something in that that, given what we now know, absolutely, you, know, you can yeah. kind of look at that and think, oh, good, the film knew that too. Mm. You know, even before this event, has he happened. is in all three films. Is he? Yeah. Does that same thing happen to him in all three films? I can't. I would remember like the that. second and third one as well as. I don't understand why he's in it, other than. Were they try? Is it sort of the equivalent of? And I realise, like the guy I'm going to mention is completely better than him. But like you know, The Rock has. It's like Vinnie Jones. Into... He, he was a he's a world famous American football oh, player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he decided. I forget there's other sports yeah. stars that have gone into. And then film. he decided to become an actor. So mm. that was you know he well, was he's not acting, is he, Mark? Well, no, he's I don't not. particularly want to talk about O.J. Simpson very much. But cause... not was Vinnie Jones in the first mm. Lockstock. The X Men film. I'm juggernaut, bitch. Does he say that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that might have been wiped out. The bitch bit might have been wiped out on the one that I saw. Maybe like ITV of the afternoon doesn't show. But yeah, I didn't remember that. It's a parody of a Mm. YouTube video that came out. Right. Okay. Oh. Right. So So back to the naked gun. Back to the naked gun. Could I ask a few questions? Of course, yes. I realise I'm going to like pull apart what is obviously a comedy book. Yes. So Priscilla Presley yeah. plays the leading lady. I was happy to see, for Elaine's you know, feminist movement, I was happy to see that the mayor was a woman. I wasn't sitting thinking, oh, there's no women in this film, but Priscilla Presley and the, one of the women, another woman, um, Queen Elizabeth the second but you know there were bleeding authority figures yeah who were women so you know take take slightly for naked gun but priscilla presley's in it as sort of the femme fatale because we're we're um ripping off the bond films here aren't we we're ripping off all those ripping off the bond ripping off spy detective yeah, old school detectives yes. as well sort of 1920s 1930s detectives mm. um a lot of the musical cues lead you down that route as well. So she's she's almost sort of slightly playing it Jessica Rabbity. Um, would Who Framed Roger Rabbit have been out at that time? Yeah, it will have just been out. Yeah, I think that was 87 mm, and this okay. is 88. I felt the voice but and the movement. I think Jessica Rabbit was playing on a trope of yeah, the time yeah, as well. Yeah, it's though, just so, what reminded yeah. me of that sort of 80s thing. Okay. Um, 
Could you tell me how old Priscilla Presley was at this time? She was 43. Brilliant. Wish I looked like that um, in three years' time. (laughs) Amazing. And I thought she did a really good job, actually. Um, I don't think she's... Is she known for her acting? I don't really know much about Priscilla, apart from, very sadly, that she was... The only thing I know about her, which is really reductive, is that she was married to Elvis. So her three... I'm on on her IMDb now, Mm -hmm. and the top three credits are the three Naked Guns. Naked Guns, okay. And, yeah, I don't think she's necessarily known as a actress, although she was probably trying to get into it. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously a name that can go in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's worth noting, like you mentioned about her age, mm. this is a very old cast. Yes. The only person, there's two people aged under 30, mm. uh, sorry, under 40 in the top credits on Wikipedia. Okay. One is Nordberg's wife. Right, and the yeah. other one is Weird Al Yankovic, who was in it for wow. one second. That Everyone is... else is over 40. Yeah, well, this is why I'm asking the question, because... I felt a little bit queasy, I have to admit, when she she's meant to be in this romantic relationship with Leslie Nielsen. And Leslie Nielsen just looks like, like a granddad. And she doesn't... But I realised that... Pris, I was thinking maybe Priscilla Presley is older than she presents because she looks younger. There's 19 years difference in mm, between them. Okay. But it's 65 and 40... You know, 60-odd and 40-odd is... Yeah, it... It's it's more comfortable that way than it is a 40-odd-year-old mm, and a 20-odd-year-old, mm, which is what we get quite often in Hollywood mm, now. Yeah, I, I did feel that, yeah, there was... And it, <laughs> there also, perhaps... you're coming off a time where, about five years earlier, it was Roger Moore as James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they worked really well together. I thought they had really good chemistry. The bit I enjoyed the most was their little montage of the day they had together. You and... laughed loads yeah, at that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. I think, like, it was the song, it's um, Something Tells Me I'm Into Something Good. Yeah, Hermit's and Hermits. It was, yeah, it was all a bit bouncy and a bit, and I like a montage. So... Yeah, and they're doing stupid things. And they're like doing walking stupid... out of platoon, crying, yeah, laughing, because yeah, yeah. they're so happy with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's that sort of stuff I thought was quite cute. And it, it wasn't like lascivious i mean the weird thing is i've seen the um the joke about the condoms before yeah when that he... was that was very that would if people mention this film that uh-huh. tends to be the joke that they mention because she says oh and, and you know I thought it was really interesting to have this in like a film as well. She mm. says, "Oh, um, I practice safe sex," and then <laughs> they're in these like body condoms, so that yeah, and yes. that's a visual gag that I, pro- I probably would have laughed at, but I've seen it before, and yeah. I think I've seen the montage before as well. So it must have been on you know those um, shows where they do the top twenty comedies of okay. the, or whatever yeah. um, it must have been on that loads of times because I mm. really recognise that it's a well referenced film I mean it's been mm. in the IMDb top 250 mm. it's it is a well respected film okay <laughs> okay can I <laughs> one more thing yeah that I have in my little list of things to ask you um, I think I've missed something at some point when they're in the baseball stadium at the end and we're getting to the denouement of someone's trying to assassinate Queen Elizabeth II, who for some reason is over in America. Having yeah, a, she's on a tour, it. yeah. The baddie, who actually we'll get to in a moment, remind me about the baddie. The baddie and Priscilla are sitting behind her and someone gives the baddie like something to eat. And yes. he picks out a finger, like a dead finger and a yes. ring. yeah. 
did I miss something there? So that was the guy that felt the. It was a very specific very ring. Specific, yeah, it's yeah. It's the yeah. guy who was got in a fight with Frank in the meat factory earlier in the film, oh, and his hand right. goes in showing the ring. That's where I knew, and he's, he falls into toxic waste. Yes, and right. So it's so showing it's like that these throwback. hot dogs are yes. Right, okay. Yeah. Thanks. I got really confused. You know, I nearly stopped you at that point. Like, can I just ask you about this? I just couldn't pull it together. I don't know whether I'm just, like, so knackered that, mm. you know. But, um, yes. Right, the baddie. Ricardo Mantalaban. What? What? Oh, oh. He's, um, he's Star Trek. He's calm. He's Star Trek. Oh, my God. The, oh, the whole way through, I'm going... I know him. <laughs> I know, and as soon as you've said his name, there, of course it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I was thinking, particularly at the beginning, I was thinking, wow, he'd make a really good James Bond villain. Like he was playing it very straight. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And I, I think purposely I think he's so. Great. Yeah. It's. I don't think this gets by just on the humour. I mm. think this is. I think there is a plot that's constructed. Well enough, better than it needs to be, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and this is, I mean, this is why I, I picked this for you rather than any of the other Zucker Abrams Zucker, which I think is probably our last trip to Zucker Abrams Zuckerland after. So, top... what would be so, the others? So, uh, airplane, top secret, and then naked gun. Okay. The others are naked gun, the sequel, two and a half, mm-hmm. naked gun, thirty three, and said hot shots. Uh, and then they go into um, the scary movie territory. Okay. They do were they... behind that. Oh, they did that. Yeah. Right, okay. If if we ever do a last ever episode of this, I will <laughs> I will pick for this, and it will be the last ever time we speak to each other. Uh, Kentucky Fried Movie, which was their first film, um, which is a it's it's designed as if it's people flicking channels so it's very episodic it's very mm. just tropey bits okay. yeah uh, it's as if like someone's flicking through and you go to a stupid drama you go to a commercial okay. um they designed a sequel to that which was to be called Kentucky Fried Airplane which became Airplane and that's how it went on. oh right i remember that story yeah, but yeah. okay yeah <laughs> that's all i've really got for naked gun i have to be honest I'm I'm struggling for things to say about it, because I just, I just you know how you said last week for Last of the Mohicans. Yes. I, this isn't for me. Yeah. This isn't for me, <laughs> and whilst I appreciated like the silly laughs. Yeah. And I had lots to think about in terms of Priscilla Presley and um the villain and how old Leslie Nielsen was. You know, I had some things to think about with that. Mm. It didn't necessarily hold my attention. And I was thinking, I would quite like to go to bed. (laughs) I wouldn't mind if we just paused it now and just, like, got ready for bed. Do do you know what what I mean? But I think that is very much... It's me and my feelings with comedy. Yeah, okay. I mean, I... I genuinely don't think this is far off the things that you grew up loving. Well, I was trying, I was trying to, and I was keeping an open mind. I was thinking mm. about it and thinking, is this, would this sit in LOLO? It probably would. Yeah, it probably would. I'm thinking yeah. of the opening sequence where he's getting, where he's beating up all the super baddies and. Uh... Which bit? 
So the opening scene, he goes oh, into. Oh yes, yeah, a I know what you mean. Room. It's all the people of the time. Idi Amin, yeah. Colonel Gaddafi, yeah, um, Mikhail Gorbachev. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I appreciate mm. the interesting. Like I can appreciate it on a historical level as well. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it from the point of view of the eighties. I really like it from analysing it from the point of view of what what was what were we targeting at the time? What what was America targeting at the at the time? Yes. And how were they representing their comedy? But I mean that's again that's a bit pole faced, isn't it? Oh, I'm sitting and analysing it and from a, a socio historic, you know, and I don't necessarily want to go down that route. But that is where mm. my mind tends to go when I watch films that I'm not too sure of. Yeah, I look at like different angles to try and keep myself entertained. It it wouldn't be one that I revisited. No, if it was on the telly in an afternoon. I wouldn't be keeping it on like the way I do when Jaws is on, for example, or Aliens is on. Those are the films that that draw me back time and time again. But you must, yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't compare this to Jaws and Aliens. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I would compare I'm this, like you said, to. I, like. I wouldn't keep Labyrinth on, whereas you, yeah, would, or yeah. the Neverending Story. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. That's yeah. I'm not saying that. I mean, I am saying that those films are better than this one, but they're not. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm not comparing them. Oh. Mark, they are. They really are. Oh, no, they're not. They really are. How can you... Uh, how can you... Uh, seriously, are you going to tell me that The Naked Gun is better than Jaws? The Naked no, Gun I'm is not better, saying it's than... better No, I'm not saying it's better than that. I'm saying it's better than Labyrinth and... Oh, right. Or at I least, at least comparable. Saying, I thought you were saying Jaws and Aliens were lesser films compared to The Naked Gun. Oh, no, no, no. Although I would much rather watch this than... I would much rather watch this right now than... Jaws. Really? Yeah. Wow. We really are quite far apart, actually. A lot of the time, I think we're on very much the same page with films, but this is kind of proving to me that we're we're not. That we have an instinctive feeling for certain films. Yeah, but it's it's comfort food. Like, Mm. I'd rather, you know, like, there's sometimes when you'd just rather have a burger than a fillet fillet steak. See, my my burger is Jaws. I love just sticking that on in the background. (laughs) Okay, Jaws is probably Jaws is quite a popcorny film. Okay, because um, it was a block, summer blockbuster. But Aliens, mm. Mm, yeah, Aliens is a long Aliens is a long film, and it's uh, quite yeah. it's quite tough. Okay, I, I mean you're over this in ninety minutes. It's mm. uh, it's quite a nice way to it's quite a nice way to spend an evening or a quarter of an evening. Yeah, it's a it was a good Sunday night cake film, not popcorn film. It was yeah. a good Sunday night cake film. That didn't last very long, and after the first half hour, when we went to get cake, you were able to turn to me and go, "Look, it's there's under an hour left." So yes. that was good. It kept kept going, and mm. it was something fun. You know, it's a throwaway for me. Absolutely, for me. it's a yeah. throwaway. I'm really struggling with star rating. I want to give an extra half a star for the emergence of. A guy at the end that I know as the character Chubby from Teen Wolf. How far have we come? But there's a guy called Chubby in Teen Wolf who is like one of my favourite characters from Teen Wolf. He's um, Michael J. Fox's mate from school. Yeah. I mean, they're all dead old. They shouldn't be in school yeah. um, in Teen Wolf. Um, and I, I, it's another one of the 80s ones that I love. I love Teen Wolf. 
and he just stands up at the end and like shouts a line and that's it shouts that's he does. hey it's Enrica Palazzo yeah. which is what I shout out oh. when we're in Las Vegas and we walk past the Palazzo Hotel and I just I must just nod at you because I remember you doing that like over and over again and yeah. I think I just go yes dear and just nod away mm. so yeah not listening it was to 30 you. when this was released really yeah wow I think it was Team of 85 you know Back to Future's 85 isn't it um, and it, it was just after that off, it yeah. was it was just after so yeah wow he really didn't belong in high school wow he's in two of your favourite films is he what yeah. else is he in he's also in A League of Their Own <gasps> another one we need to uh, revisit it. I haven't watched that for years I've seen it once okay yeah. oh we'll have to think about that then <laughs> I'm going to give it against my better judgment. Yeah. I'm between two two and two and a half stars. I want to give the extra half for Chubby jumping up at the end because I was so excited about that. Oh, what what did I give um I want to call it Hot Shots, but it's not. Top what did secret. I give Top Secret? You gave it three stars. Did I? Yeah. This is I didn't enjoy this as much as Top Secret. Okay. So that's I'm interesting. gonna I'm gonna go two and a half. Okay. Okay. I mean, I disagree with it, obviously. Yeah, I know, but I know. yeah, like I'm I not. I, I don't think it's a crime against. I think your crime <laughs> against humanity was uh, was your rating for Inside Out. But uh, <laughs> let it go, Mark. Damn. Let it go. In the words of the woman from Frozen Two, that's on now. <laughs> let it go. Did she sing it again in Frozen Two? No, 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 she didn't. Oh, I watched it. I watched goodness. it yesterday morning, by the way, to thank anyone goodness. listening. Yeah, there was a clip of it because there was a recap of the first film. Of course, there is. Um, I mean, they've got to get it in there somewhere. The, haven't they? the the snowman is it Olaf? Yes. I don't know. I don't yeah. watch Frozen. Um, I'm purposefully not watching it until I absolutely have to. <laughs> when Blake just wait till he decides yeah. that he wants to watch it. Yeah. Olaf does a recap for other characters in the film. Okay. And, yeah, a common comedic recap of the first film. Back into the second one, haven't they? Somehow they've got to pigeonhole it. In. But it's only just a, a thread of it. Okay. Mm. So yeah, two two and a half stars. I think that's very generous, to be honest. I think you're being harsh. I think you laughed more than two and a half stars worth. No, I think I did. I think I I, I laughed just on two stars with an extra at the end for the emergence of a character that I know from another film. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. What film am I tearing apart next week then, now? <laughs> well, you you may very well do that. You may. Very, I think this is going to be an interesting one to see what you think. I'll be really interested to see see what you think. When I talked about Last of the Mohicans and said, oh, um, I've pulled Last of the Mohicans out of my pocket. Yeah. I wish I had thought a little bit more about what had happened that week because um, that week we lost the director, Joel Schumacher. Yes. And we went through a list of films that um, Joel Schumacher directed that you hadn't seen. And one of, one of them really popped up. I don't think it's the one that you think I'm going to pick out really hope you haven't seen it now okay um, can i write one down and just yeah see if it's... yeah because okay so i i don't think you're gonna pick the one that i think you think <laughs> god it's, it's a bit complicated isn't it are you ready i'm just gonna type which one i think yeah okay i've written them down i've written down the one that you think i think and the one that you are gonna pick i'm so confused okay, okay. can i tell you the one i'm gonna pick yeah we're gonna watch the original flatliners and you thought I was going to pick the Lost Boys? Yes. 
Oh, Mark has written flatliners and you think, I think the Lost Boys. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because the Lost Boys is the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I might save that for Halloween. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, spooky yeah, Halloween-y. Spooky Halloween-y thing. Yeah. Should we do a double, a double date? Oh, night that'd night? be great. No. Yeah. I, I love Halloween. Um, so yeah, flatliners. Um, it's 1990. So it's back to the 90s for me. I have so many 90s films that I'm pulling out of the bag here. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about Flatline? Is this the original? Because there has been a remake recently. Yeah. Did that ever come out? It did, or... yeah. It was absolutely awful. Okay. Yeah. So, Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. It's all of those. Uh, Julia Roberts. Is yeah, she well it? done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All I know is, um, my mum loves this film. Really? Yeah. Oh, my mum talks about how clever this film is uh-huh, uh-huh. and how I should watch it. <laughs> Um, and she'll Linda, be, we've got him. She'll be very excited to be talking about this. <laughs> Although, I'll say now, she's probably not watched it for 30 years. Doesn't matter. I don't think I've watched it for like 10, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah, so it's the big the big people of the day. It's yeah. bang on the 90s. It's I- Joel Schumacher. He's a little bit wacky in his direction. He's incredibly creative and arty, actually, in some of his, some of his shots. And... There are certain scenes that have been picked out of Flatliners as being, I'm not explaining this very well, but I'm trying not to spoil it for you as well, but let's say there's someone's apartment and in a normal film, it'd just be a normal apartment, but in a Joel Schumacher film, it's a piece of art. So, so I th- I have in my mind, I think I've turned over to Flatliners and it probably was a time 25 years ago, but... I think you see someone having sex on a video screen at some okay. point in this film. Yeah. And that's the one thing I remember about it. the one thing that yes. Okay, that's interesting, yeah. isn't it, Mark? It clearly stuck with me from being like 15 or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about about watching Flatliners I'm with you. I'm genuinely excited that, yeah. to... I'm genuinely excited to watch this. Yeah, let's... Let's uh, let's not say any more. Well, then let's leave it there. Let's we'll carry on this argument about naked gun in bed, no doubt. But well, uh... we do, I might have to get more cake. <laughs> We're not having any more cake. We've had enough. So sad. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank Hope you. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. See you later. Before you go, just a reminder that you can subscribe to the Honeymoon Period podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can join in the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for The Honeymoon Pod. Finally, if you like this episode and you think someone else would too, please share it. See you next time. <laughs>